Google Ireland has committed to supporting 60,000 Irish SMEs as they embark on recovery from the financial impacts of COVID-19. On this episode of the Think Business podcast, we are joined by Alice Manser, who is the Director for Small Business at Google, as she tells us about the Growth Google initiative and the trends that she is seeing in Ireland at the moment. Alice, do you want to start with your background prior to joining Google? That's a great question. Do you know, I've been in Google for 16 years, which is a really long time. Google was still quite a startup back when I joined. So I joined fairly fresh out of college. And I, when I started, the job was very manual. It was like reviewing ads for spelling and grammar mistakes to check if they could go on Google or not. Um, But since then, I've worked all around the world with Google. Um, I used to run our own marketing, so introducing products like Chrome or Android phones to users in the UK. Um, And then about four years ago, I came home. And now, instead of being the person with the marketing budget, I get to advise small businesses on their marketing strategies and help them find the right customers for them to grow. So that's me in a nutshell. That brings me nicely on to my next question. How has Google changed in those last 16 years? Yeah, also a great question. People often ask me what Google was like as a startup. And I think all startups have wonderful sides to them. And then there are downsides to them too. So, you know, back in the early days when I joined Google, we were in temporary office buildings and the internet used to go down from time to time. And you really, everybody had to pitch in and help on everything. And it wasn't always glamorous because as I said, you know, the internet would go down from time to time and you couldn't do your job. So actually my memory of Google being a startup was everybody pitching in and helping out. I think now that Google's bigger, one of the things I really value is I still feel the same spirit is there around really wanting to help consumers in their daily lives with free products, things like search, Chrome, etc., maps, and other things that we live by day by day. And then also wanting to help small businesses to get the most out of Google. And so uh, I still have a very entrepreneurial feeling in my job, at least because I spend my day talking to small businesses across Ireland about what their plans are. And there is that very entrepreneurial spirit to that. You might be talking to a founder of a business who's just really hungry to understand the internet and understand how to succeed. And that's what I'm there. That's that's what I'm there for. That's what my team is there for, is to make sure the internet works for local businesses as much as it works for anybody else. And what does your role as director for small business entail? So... For me, it's about, as I said, figuring out how small businesses can benefit from the internet and from what Google offers and how they can grow. And in the end, you know, Google grows in the small business space only if small businesses are growing through Google. So our ethos really is helpfulness and making sure that if a small business gets online and starts reaching customers online and supposing they're even advertising online, we need to make sure that every minute of effort that they're putting in uh, and every every euro of advertising they're putting in is reaping rewards for them in terms of them bringing on board their own new customers and growing their business. It's a lot of fun. We get to work with all different types of Irish businesses, you know, from health startups to new indigenous tech players through to the Aaron Sweater market or whoever else. And really with the spread all across the country as well. So uh, there's never a dull minute and no two days are the same. Of course, this year, the business sector in Ireland has been massively shaken up by COVID-19. But what are you seeing in terms of the impact it's having on our small businesses? Yeah, look, I think it's been a really difficult time, if we're honest, for both 
people in their personal lives and then also businesses. And I think that the biggest theme for me is change because if you go back to January, if you think back to New Year's Day and what you were doing on New Year's Day, which of us could have predicted what was going to happen? You know, we took it for granted that we could meet up with our friends. We could go to weddings, to football matches. You could go into the office. Uh, all of that stuff, um, meet with family and friends whenever you wanted. And then COVID came along and suddenly just overnight, so many things were restricted that involved face-to-face -face interaction. And for consumers at that time, I think the internet became a bit of a lifeline because suddenly this was the way that you were going to get your work done, talk to colleagues, stay in touch with family and friends, research and buy things. I mean, literally everything that we were able to do because we were restricted from face to face, we were doing it online. And I think that then ties into the business story because for many businesses, suddenly all of their customers were online and wanted to work with them online. And so it's been really a time of change for businesses to try and pivot towards that and be where their customers are. And if I think about the, the challenges that I've seen small businesses have, uh, there's three main themes that came out. Businesses struggling with time, with skills and with money. So time, because suddenly the whole the whole world has been upended and you're trying to figure out what to do but you might have your staff out on furlough you might have a small team of only two or three people you're trying to find the time to keep things afloat and then radically change your business at the same time and that's a lot skills because you know supposing you set up your business because you were into selling speciality cheeses or you were into plumbing, that's your area of interest. And suddenly you've got to learn this whole new skill around how you're going to operate online. And then money, because so many people's business model was disrupted. And so they've got to get over that cash flow hump as well. And at Google, it's really those three things that we're trying to jump in and help people with, the time, the skills and the money. So we've made a pledge that we want to use our skills and our presence in Ireland to help 60,000 Irish small businesses to recover by end of next year. And we're going to do that through um, helping 40,000 people learn digital skills, learn the skills they need to get their business thriving online. And we've also um, already given out 4 million euros in funding to small businesses and government agencies to help them make that make that move online and be successful there. And what you touched on there is the Grow with Google initiative. Do you want to elaborate on that and tell me about the long-term plan? I'd like to think we keep going with this. You know, it, we've really doubled down on it this year for all the reasons that we've talked about around how there's been so much change and small businesses really need to be able to move online to be where their customers are. Um, but actually, we started offering grow with Google um, free training courses online a number of years ago. We've already trained millions of people around um, around this region, around Europe, Middle East and Africa. Um, and really now coming into COVID, we realized, hang on, this is something people need more than ever. So let's really double down on it. Um, and we've seen more demand for those free training courses than ever before. So that was part of the reason we said, right, let's let's make sure that in Ireland we're training 40,000 people between now and the end of 2021. And all going well, we'd love to keep iterating on that. So whatever we hear from small businesses that they need or that they would like to upskill on, we will add those things. Um, once they align with that idea of helping people thrive on digital, we'll add those things to the training and we can keep building on it, I think. And what has the uptake been like so far? Really, really, really positive. I mean, start of this year, in the first half of this year, we had already trained 8,000 
people. Um, and that was before we even made this pledge or commitment. Um, and so and it's growing from here. We're investing in it. And we've done some local partnerships as well to help bring the information that small businesses need to them rather than expecting them to come to us. So, for example, we've teamed up with Dublin Chamber, with On Post, um, with the Gaelic Players Association as well to help all of their members and users um, out on the ground, virtually speaking. In terms of the next steps, what do you think needs to happen to support our small businesses that may be vulnerable at the moment? There are definitely nuances between different sectors, right? Because, you know, if you own a plumbing business, that's going to be different to a hotel, which is going to be different to a retailer. But I think the first the first principle I would have in mind for any business is always like, where are your customers and what do they need? So, you know, if you take the example of a retailer, for example, your customers are online. They need to be able to buy from you online. So how do you figure out what it is that they want to need and make sure that you're there? Um, and one of the great ways people can do that actually is through, a, a, again, a free product called Google Trends, which you can spend very interesting hours playing around with, but it helps you see what people in Ireland are searching for on Google. And for any business, that is really fascinating information. So imagine that you're a clothing retailer. At the start of this year, when COVID kicked in, searches on Google for going out dresses absolutely plummeted because nobody was going out, but searches for loungewear went through the roof. So suddenly everybody's staying at home they're still looking for clothing. It mightn't be glamorous going out dresses, but it's loungewear instead. And you can see the same kind of trends in other sectors. So if you're a restaurant, for example, searches for people looking for restaurant bookings plummeted, but people were searching for takeaways like never before. And so that might lead you to think as a restaurant owner, okay, how can I be where my customers are? My customers are online looking for takeaway. How could I pivot my business model towards that? So I think the first thing, no matter what sector you're in, is to think through where are your customers now? What do they need? And are there any tweaks you could make to your product offering or your service model to help meet their needs? Google Trends is a good place to start by looking at what people are looking for in your sector. Um, and then, you know, as I said, and grow with Google, you can get hold of any of those trainings around, how do I get online for the first time if I've never done that before? Or maybe you are already online and you're thinking through, how do I expand overseas? There's really content there for whatever whatever level or stage a business might be at. Mm -hmm. Across Ireland, there are still a lot of traditional companies that are not trading online. Would you be worried about their future? Look, I think that is why it's really important for businesses to have have options like where it's possible to pivot a little bit because, you know, in my work with Irish small business owners, they're incredible people. They're brave, they're entrepreneurial, they're creative, they're innovative. And leave aside COVID, which is a huge, huge challenge for people right now. I think the other blocker, honestly, is when people feel like, oh, I can't do it or the internet's not for me. And um, I just encourage people to have confidence in themselves. Like they are small business owners because they're brave and entrepreneurial and they're amazing people. And taking that small step to get yourself online, it doesn't need to be a giant fancy e-commerce store. Nobody's asking you to, you know, be the next Amazon. But if you're a small corner shop, um, even just making sure you've claimed your free listing 
on Google Maps. You can uh, go to a site called Google My Business, claim your free listing on Maps and Search. And for free, just by adding a few lines of description and a couple of photos, whenever somebody looks for your business, then you will show up on Google and they'll be able to see what your opening hours are. If you offer curbside pickup, which is a new thing, you know, supposing the store is closed, people can order from you and then come and pick it up outside the store. So small free tweaks like that, that honestly anybody could do are a great first step if we've got a traditional small business owner who's just not quite sure how to proceed. I think there are some good kind of no regret moves that everybody can take just to be a little bit more present for consumers online. If we could turn the clocks back 12 months, I think a lot of small business owners would have focused on growing and scaling their business. But now with COVID-19, are a lot of business owners more focused on surviving now as opposed to growing? What a great question. It's a real mix. And there, and you would be absolutely surprised by how fast a small business can go from feeling like it's game over to suddenly expanding internationally. So I'll give you a really, a really nice example. If you take a company called Rathwood down in County Carlow, their family owned business they converted a potato shed into a garden center with furniture and so on in it about 20 years ago. And they were an example of a company where COVID came along and they had to close their doors. They employ 100 people locally. The garden center is closed. Nobody's allowed in. What do you do? And that seems really bleak. Um, But they came to us and we had a chat about what they could do online and what they could do with their website. And what they found once they, you know, put some time and effort into that was that actually people searching for garden and home furniture online was an incredible trend at the start of COVID. If you think about it, we were all stuck at home. So everyone's looking at their furniture and looking at their garden and thinking, well, I'm going to be at home for the next few months. I should really upgrade some of my stuff here. Um, And so they were able to latch onto that trend. And not only did they not see sales drop off, they actually saw higher sales, even with their garden centre and shopping centre closed. They had higher sales than they'd ever seen before. And they're now working with us on how to start exporting to the UK and around the world. And there are countless other stories like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mentioned Aaron Sweater Market earlier. They're the kind of business that's really dependent on tourists coming over. And that um, was off the cards this year, as you know. So their focus has been on if tourists can't come to Ireland, how do they bring a little piece of Ireland to potential tourists all around the world? And they're exporting Aaron jumpers to Australia, New Zealand, the US, helped a little bit by Taylor Swift launching her album, Wearing an Aaron Sweater, which kicked off the demand. But I think the, the really magical thing for local Irish businesses is they'll often move online because... Uh, they're envisaging some of their local customers wanting to buy from them online. But then they realize there are orders coming in from all around the world. And you suddenly realize that once you have a website, there are no borders, there are no boundaries. You know, you could be selling all over the world. And so some of those businesses are really moving into expansion mode now. Um, And that's the prize, I think, that everybody can focus on. If there is one positive that we can take from the pandemic, is it that consumers have supported local business? That's a great point. And yes, I do see that. I do see that happening and I see that in the data as well. So we talked about search, uh, analyzing what people are searching for being a good way to understand what's going on in different communities. And um, we saw at the the start of COVID-19, we saw several hundred percent increase in people searching for 
how do I support local businesses online? Those kind of queries of like buy from local business online. And so I think consumers like local businesses can take heart that consumers are aware that when they're buying stuff online, um, they don't want we don't want all of our spend necessarily to only go to multinational players. I think consumers would love to be able to support the local little deli or the wine shop or their local bookshop. Um, and so it's it's all, all the more reason to um, get a little bit of online presence going so that your fans and your local community can support you, even if, even if um, COVID is a bit restrictive. And just going back to your own career, is there any one thing you've learned over the last 16 years that will stick with you forever? Ooh, lots of things. Um, lots of things. I mean, I think one of the things that I remember really well from earlier on in my career was when the financial crisis hit back in 2008. And that that felt like a very bleak time as well when you saw what was going on in the economy and what was happening um, all around us. But interestingly, um, some very successful companies now were actually born out of that financial crisis. Um, in the clothing sector, you've got companies like ASOS, um, you've got some of the Irish startups, I think Stripe, et cetera, were, were born around that era. And so I would say one of the things I've learned is it can feel really daunting when there's a lot of negative change going on around you. Um, but my advice to anybody is just, as I said, if you can focus on what customers want or need in that new environment, if you can use the tools available to understand what they want and need, and then just pivot towards that, um, then there is opportunity out there. And um, there are businesses that will come through this in good shape. And finally, what advice would you offer to an aspiring entrepreneur who is perhaps considering starting a business now during this challenging period? Yeah, um, yeah, like there is, there's that, there's that phrase of um, never waste a good crisis, and you know it, that sounds like a, a very, um, very sort of harsh thing to say. But I think for entrepreneurs out there, again, it comes down to understand what people want or need and be the first to move on it. And sometimes when you're an entrepreneur or, or a small business, um, you can be quite nimble and quick, and you can just mm -hmm. get in there and make changes that for bigger, more traditional businesses might take them a long time to figure out um, or get through all the approval chains for. So I think for entrepreneurs, it's uh, keep your eye on what people want or need. Jim and Coffee are a good example of that. I don't know if you know them. They're, they're mm -hmm. a, um Irish athleisure brand that kicked off in the last couple of years. And they're a really good example of just, again, not getting daunted. They started off with bricks and mortar sto stores. Again, COVID hit. They had to close down all their shops. Um, but they got online for the first time. They're flying. They've sold more than they did last Christmas through their stores. And they're now exporting all over the US and so on. So I think for entrepreneurs, if you can stay close to what customers want and need, and you can figure out ways to serve them, then you can still absolutely help them and grow your business at the same time. Thanks again to Alice Manser for giving up her time to come on the Think Business podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. <laughs>